Welcome to the TX Water Polo Podcast, the number one podcast covering water polo in the state of Texas, right, Joe? This is it. I think we're the only one, James, so there you go. Today, uh, Cowtown has a rodeo and Thunder and Pegasus went out to Cap 7 and more stuff about the high school season. I'm James Smith here in Austin, Joe Linehan is in... I keep saying North Texas, but let's just say Dallas, because there might be people who are listening from the uh, from, from without Texas that think North Texas is like the up by the Oklahoma border. I think North Texas is better. You do? Yeah, because I think if you're from if you're not from Dallas, you don't want to be okay. thought of living in Dallas, like especially if you're from Fort Worth or something. Oh, okay. And I live in Grapevine, which is kind of between the two. But yeah, what's your address? Something, 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 something lane. So there you go. You're gonna, I can't believe you won't share that with the dozens of listeners, but yeah. Tens of listeners. Tens. Um, but uh, no, but uh, no, but I always, I actually correct people out there. They're, so you live in Dallas? I go, no, I live in North Texas. <laughs> well, why, why not just say grapevine? Because then they just don't know how, they don't, they don't have any bearing. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have no bearing. So, but like, it's just, um, it's it's people in the water pole world, but yeah, I definitely tell them uh, North Texas for sure. So we've already here. Let's get to the water pole stuff because I think already really? people are 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 changing the channel already. So we have to nah. get to the water pole stuff. <laughs> to what? They're changing to the other TX water polo podcast, the one that covers uh, anything else, anything else. So here, <laughs> yeah, we both uh, we both uh, were participants in some way or another at the Cowtown Rodeo this this past weekend up at Keller. Um, some very interesting results from there, and we can go into my own personal uh, accomplishment in there. But um, one thing that stood out to me is Longhorn White won the 18U title um, that for the boys, or well, it's the co-ed team, right? And so they they went undefeated and had a very good weekend. Um, on the girls' side, Duke City traveled from Albuquerque, and they won the 18 and under girls division. Southside ran away with the 14 and uh, and under co-ed division. I, I know those guys. And uh, Trident took home the uh, 12 and under co-ed title. It was a, it was a, for me personally, it was a very fun weekend and you were there too. Yeah. I participated a lot less than you did. I, I kind of was there and kind of saw some games on Saturday and just kind of hung out and talked to some people, but it looked like it was going great. I mean, it's, I mean, it's great to have as many tournaments as, as we possibly can out there. There were what about, what about, about 50 games being played this weekend, about 50, 60 games. Which is great. I mean, we can never have enough events. How did your team do specifically? We we did uh, we placed third. We the 14 and under co-ed. We had a couple players from Longhorn, one from Austin water polo. It was our usual band of brothers. In fact, <clears throat> I had a parent come up to me and say, you know, two things that were very very flattering. One was, you might be the third best team in the state, which to us is third third best 14 and under team in the state, which is obviously a would be a huge accomplishment if that were true. I'm not sure if it is, but also just I'm they they would say I'm starting to recognize your players. Like your players are now making their presence felt in the state of Texas. Whereas up until this last year, we were basically a local club. So I'm super proud of that. Yeah, I mean that's just the baby steps that yeah that yeah that people have to take. Like I was uh, I was very happy that I saw Pegasus. What yeah I think they had what three or four different teams yeah. entered this past weekend. Yep. And they also had a team that was out in California that, that, that we'll talk about a little bit later, but right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's just a sign of, you know, the, like the teams kind of taking like the next step, you know, yes. they can, yeah, they can send teams out to California as well as 
as kind of as well as have teams play locally at, at the same time. And young too, man. There's like just a gaggle of Pegasus kids that were 12 and under at at least, you know. So yeah, lots of them. Yeah, yeah. It's great to see all, all the young kids play. But no, it's 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 also great that a team from Albuquerque came down and played. Uh, it was what it was called Duke City. So yep. um, and you know. And hopefully a lot of teams come to our Welcome to Texas shootout over Memorial Day weekend. So um, that would be great. We need as many out-of-state teams as possible. Um, that's the tournament down in, down in San Antonio at the Northeast ISD Swim Center. But um, but Keely Lowry did a great job with the Caltown Rodeo at Keller. They had three courses, which is a lot of courses a lot um, of in, a, in a 50-meter pool. But, I mean, just a, like just an interesting little story. I'm, I, I remember – we used to do the Dallas fall invite, which is now what a five course tournament with two different facilities has, you know, almost 150 games now, but it used to be a one course masters men only. Yeah. And that was a long time ago, but then, uh, but then we added some age group uh, divisions and we had to do two courses in Southlake, which was okay. We had to figure out kind of how to do. So, so, so what was the best way to do two courses there? And then like a, like a year or two later, we had so many teams that wanted to play that we had to figure out how to do three courses. Right. And we figured it out. It made it work. It was great. And then we never went back. <laughs> because yeah. once you go, because then you never want to say no to teams. And right. it's just, it, it, I mean, and just like the, like, like the tournament this past weekend, there was no thunder and no Viper Pigeon. Right. So which that was, was noticeable. Yeah. Which is, which is great because, it just shows how many clubs and teams that oh like that want to play, and the terminal was full. They couldn't have had uh, more teams enter. Right. So even if Thunder and Viper Bridge had just entered, that the uh, uh, that would have meant that some other teams oh would not have been able to enter. Yeah. So it just shows that we need more events. Like I even think that like you know, um, Aquatex and Longhorn they were they weren't able to go to the Armadillo Classic this past fall because. It was it was full, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Very so early. I mean, and this is just a need that we, you know, oh, you know, you know, we need more events and and we need clubs out there to start hosting more things. Now we all need to work together though, as far as the schedule and calendar is concerned, and that's the big thing because you don't want to necessarily do tournaments that are competing against each other, but yeah, 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 but rather complement each other. So right. so so for example, you know, like you might have a tournament in Austin. And have Aquatex host the 18 and 16 and under divisions, and then maybe have Longhorn host the 14s, 12s, and 10s, or vice versa. Something? No. Okay. And um, but like that's just so like it works out so a club can send everybody because, you know, it's it it's one of those things where, and that might be the same weekend, or we have an A tournament at Longhorn and a B tournament at Aquatex. Right. Um, and on the same weekend because. Yes, you can always do like 18, 16s one weekend, and then the 14, 12s the next weekend. That's kind of what, that's kind of what we did for our NJO quals uh, this past year. But if we do that for all of our different tournaments, then we and the and then we run out of weekends for game days and local leagues. Right. And 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 I think that's a very important part of the growth process. So that's just something for everybody to start thinking about. And we have and we need people to host because our schedule is going to be changing significantly in 2021 right our our calendar is fairly set for 2020 
but in 2021 with the new high school that's like 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 UIL switching to the fall and that's going to take all those fall events they might go to the spring or or we might keep them in the fall but they change in the uh, instead of all the age groups they just go down They're to the younger age middle group. school yeah so i mean there's lots of questions kind of to be had and then you know kind of what do we do after the high school season's over the high school season is going to be done in the like in early to mid october right so you know those like the 18th in yeah in yeah in 16 are going to have like a little mini season yeah before the holidays probably right so there's going to be a little time frame in there plus you know kind of when's the best time to do the like like the ODP camps and stuff like that so oh, don't even start there's that. lots of there's lots of there's lots of questions coming up but yeah. I'm really excited about you know this yeah this upcoming spring uh like the like the USA water polo events with you know the Cowtown rodeo but then the Thunder Spring invite the like the south side of Badger Brawl in April and then tags in early May. So we have a tournament in yeah in March, April, and May basically um, for the eighth grade and sixth grade and under kids. And then I I mean those are specifically for those age groups. And the great thing is those events it used to be just add-ons kind of to the 18s and 16 tournaments, right? Yeah. Now they can support. And there's plenty of teams that yeah yeah that want to enter these events. There's every every single tournament there seems to be more 12s, more 14s. I know. I think I think just this it's... past weekend yeah there were eight there were eight 14 and under teams and I can probably think of at least three clubs three or four clubs that didn't even send teams right. this past week. Exactly. Yep. So I mean it's just and more and more clubs cropping up too as we're as we're talking right. Yeah yeah exactly like I mean. I think everybody knows the story of tags. Tags used to be the day after the high school state championship at the same pool and same location, which was great. You know, you know, the teams could go up and watch the championship games on on Saturday, and then they could stay and play their games on Sunday. The problem was we had too many teams, and then it, and then and then there wasn't a good way of making a championship type tournament in one day. Right. So we decided to move it to either the weekend before or weekend after, depending on the calendar of, of the high school state championship. And now it's two full days of competition in two courses. Yeah. And we may even uh, kind of need to go to three courses this yeah in, yeah, in 2020, because there's a lots of, there's lots of clubs. Like it was, it was great to see storm had a, had a 14 and, and under team this past weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, and it's like, I, I know uh, Longhorn has a 12 and under team, which is great. And there was a ton of teams at, at, at the Dare to Dream for, for both 12s and 10s. And, and the past couple of years at, at Tags, it, yeah, it used to be just uh, maybe two eighth grade and under girls teams. I'm expecting four or five this year, okay. which is huge. huge. It is huge. Yep. And I mean, that- these are, because this is the future. Because all those kids will eventually turn into 18s and 16s. So. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. Definitely, I'm I'm excited about the spring season too for the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, and the fact that there are so many more teams and there's more coaches coming into the state and so on and so forth. It's 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 all good news. But um, we'll talk about uh, a little bit about that tournament that you mentioned earlier, Cap Seven. In many podcasts, we'll this time would be filled with ads for electric toothbrushes or recruiting services. Not here. Instead. We're asking you to show your support for TX Water Polo by donating to it. Go to txwaterpolo.com donate and help us continue covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. 
Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. Um, we spoke a little bit earlier about the Cap 7 tournament. What is it? The Cap 7 International, right? So, um, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think the name is. It was, okay. at, uh, it was in Irvine. It probably used a ton of pools. It was like, what, about 250 different teams and cool, across yeah, a bunch of different divisions. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, the, uh, good results. Um, one thing that stood out was that the Thunder Black, or, or, the, or it was just Thunder, I think, right? Uh, the, the, the girls went out there and won the high school division. So that's high school girls' division. High, high school, school girls. Division. Correct. Yep. Yeah, they beat Exeter and then they beat uh, West Valley A and B and then they beat uh, San Francisco Water Polo Club. They won their they, yeah they won all four games and they came home with some uh, hardware. It's awesome. Yeah, all those uh, teams from Northern California, the girls teams. That this is not their high school season. So this is the, the these are teams that are uh, practicing for JOs already. That that's a very good result. Um, same holds true for. Um, I happen to have the 14 and under results um, in the gold division, and both Thunder and Pegasus had very good weekends. Uh, Thunder Black beat Royal 559. They beat La Marinda. <clears throat> they and, um, and well then and then they beat this team called Pegasus. How is it that you go to California and you play four games and one of them is against a game a, a team from Texas? I'm sorry, I just have to every year out of James too. Oh, mad but yeah, but yeah, but JOs. I mean, there was a, there was actually a last year at JOs this past summer. I think there were two teams that played each other in the same bracket. Yeah, <laughs> which which is which is good. It used to only be like you know a handful of teams out of JOs. Now there's so many teams that oh, it's kind of almost unavoidable. So. Yeah, almost right. Yeah, yeah almost. So. Um, Pegasus beat Royal 559 and uh, H, uh, Huntington Beach as well. They had a, a good weekend in that 14 and under bracket. Um, 19 and under boys, right? Yeah, um, and, then, and then Thunder brought a 19 and under boys team, which I think was basically their 16s just playing up with some of their 18B ah, kids. Cool. And I think they they had a yeah they had a shootout win over the California Republic. They had a shootout loss to American River. And then they had some, uh, yeah, some close but tough games against uh, La Marinda in a uh, Royal 599. Yeah. So, but you know, everybody, I mean, it's just, it, again, I think we talked about this on a on a previous podcast. It's just great to have these teams going out there consistently, um, kind of, uh, and going and competing. It shows that the kids, the parents, are invested in the sport. It helps everybody, like it. It helps everybody back here because it's giving a Texas of validity out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because these teams are going out there and getting results, they're not just going out there and going to the beach every single day. Uh, you know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're actually kind of going out there, kind of, kind of to compete. Not that going out there and 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 kind of losing all four games. That yeah, that yeah, that sometimes is part of the process. But um, but you know, Thunder and Pegasus are both are both doing it. And again, I'm just gonna say it was great that Pegasus, yeah, was able to kind of send teams out to California and also enter teams in the yeah. Caltown Rodeo as well. That's impressive. That's that's exactly right. Like the fact that you have enough flexibility that you can do both. That's very and, cool. And then that's the and that and and that's the big thing as far as like you know the adding of the tournaments and such like that as yeah as we move forward, it's gonna take some a uh, 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 logistical capabilities and some planning from these clubs and it's not just going to be a coach that's going to be able to do it because you know the coach might need to go with the team but they also might yeah they also might need to have their parent group stay and host an event yeah so and you know so it's going great and i mean 
And I do hope that teams are not only doing a lot of these uh, tournaments, but they're also doing their local leagues. And just the more kids play, the better off it's going to be for everybody. So. Yeah. And, they, and they're playing against really top clubs. I mean, I, I know we don't want to dwell constantly on the quality of the California teams, but there's some very, very good clubs in there. And they get to go over there. And, yes, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. But at least they're looking not only at another club from another area so that they're not playing each other all the time, but quite good ones. So these kinds of tournaments are very, very uh, valuable in that way. Yes, and I mean, and I'm not going to discount kind of the teams yeah, that they play, but the one thing I always test, yeah, that I always say about California is the best water polo in the United States is in California. The worst water polo in the United States is in California. Yep. And everything in between. So yep. you never know what you're going to get. That's right. But uh, but but talking about a, a, a lots of games, we got the high school season coming up here soon. Oh, good segue. Yeah, the, the, it's it's um it's it's pretty much here, really. I mean, you know, one of the first games, probably this the not the this first weekend, game but the following. Um, I think the um week. I know that Denton ISD is hosting like some intra intra district games. Okay. Two days, like I guess it's what a week from today, actually. A week from today. So Amazing. games are games are starting soon. The first tournaments are starting a week from this upcoming weekend. Um, and, uh, but there's gonna be a lot of stuff. I mean, I think we mentioned it last week, uh, you know, we're gonna have a individual segment each and every week, uh, dedicated to the high school group For sure. and, uh, was, it, um, it's going to be, um, yeah, so we're going to discuss, you know, like the top 10 teams, a player of the weeks, um, the rookie of the weeks, um, and it's, and it's going to be, and so we're going to start that next week. So I think we're going to lead off with high school next week. Just give a good, nice kind of a preview for the high school season. Oh, but yeah. It, yeah, but it's going to be like, but uh, one thing I got to say, as as we're talking about high school, if there's anybody that, yeah, that's listening and they want to kind of give back to the sport or they want to make a couple bucks, please, we need referees for high school. Yeah. We need referees for high school. So if you're interested, please go to texaswaterpole.org. That is the topo a website and topo is the group that runs the like the high school referees in texas mm -hmm. but please go on there uh register if you're a first year referee there is yeah they waive the registration fees this year oh they did so, yes and uh so please please go on there i mean they will teach you they will they will get you on the pool deck you're not going to be thrown in there with you know a top team versus a top team you'll get to learn you'll get to be evaluated you're going to um, um, get to start working with uh, with an experienced referee, and and then eventually just yeah yeah just kind of build you into uh, roughing more and more and more, and then you can make some pretty good money doing it too. So yeah, if you're a collegiate club player, that's my thing. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. So it. it's easy money. It is easy money. So yeah, but we'll start next week with some more comprehensive coverage. It's actually so. Look for some rankings. Look for the players of the week, which we need your feedback about. So write this down. If you have a player of the week nomination of some kind, uh, uh, a player of the week, a defensive player of the week, a rookie of the week, send it to pod at txwaterpolo.com, P-O-D at txwaterpolo.com. Um, and that's a more reliable way, to be honest, than uh, social media. I have to I have to be honest. So that that's the best way to do it. But yeah, I, I next week it's going to be great because we'll just have all kinds of speculation and barely informed predictions about the whole season. It's just I I just love high school season. It's my favorite part of the year. 
Yeah, and then because it's the beginning of high school season, it's also going to be the end of the high school swim season is this upcoming weekend. So I just want to give a quick little shout out and good luck to all the coaches and athletes that are in the water polo world out there that are competing this weekend in Austin at the UT Swim Center for the Texas High School Swim Championships. So good luck to everybody. Yeah, it's going to be, um, we, I'll be watching the results and I hope I see a, a lot of good results from the, all the water polo kids out there. Well, I have the same sentiment about those who are swimming at the SPC championships up in Louisville, where I'm driving yep. tomorrow, including several players from up in uh, that area that I know. So I'll, I have my eyes on you. You guys know who I'm talking about. So, yeah, a big weekend. Once the swim stuff is over, then right, we get rolling. And so I I, uh, I, I can't remember if I said this before, but since I, I swam all the way up through college one year at UC San Diego – so I have every right in the world to make fun of swimming. This season is just too long. It's just too darn long. Anyway, I like the way SPC does it. Hopefully UIL comes around at some point and realizes that this is not the NCAA. But that's my little commentary for high school swimming. But good luck to everybody swimming this entire week. No comment on your commentary. So. Yeah, I know. I'm the controversial guy because uh, and you have to toe the line, which is totally fine. Totally fine. All right. One more break and then uh, we'll be right back. You hear my dog in the background? Absolutely. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's workflow programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas workflow, I always listen to TX workflow podcast. Welcome back to TX Water Polo Podcast. Just a couple more minutes here before we get out of town. Um, Austin College is off the agenda this weekend, but and their next game is an Intel D28. They get a good – we discussed it last week. I mean, they have this time now to just train. Like, they didn't really have a chance to do so before the tournament out in Brown. So their next game is on the 28th against Cal State Monterey Bay. Uh, again, Sonoma State, Cal State East Bay, Fresno Pacific. That's a very busy, good weekend um, that's coming up. Um, there's uh, also their first home game on Thursday, the 19th of March. That's first and only, um, unfortunately. I mean, it would be great if there was more. But uh, Virginia Military Institute, a relatively new program, about a decade, something like that. They, uh, they're coming to town, and they're, they're much improved over what they used to be. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm sure they'll get a, a good crowd out there. I'm sure I'll probably go out there and watch. And, and uh, yeah, just, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff kind of happening here soon. I mean, there's got, like, you got ODP training this weekend, right? ODP training on Sunday at Louisville. So, uh, and, and then we get ready to go, like, the end and, of the month as well. We're out. You're going to go. You got the Thunder Spring invite. Yeah. At huge. the end of the month. Um, so there's a ton of stuff going on here. So it's about to get a little crazy and a little busy. So, I mean, especially with the high school season kind of coming around. So. Right. And we mentioned the high school stuff that we're going to cover. Um, and sort of in parallel with that, we're putting together some gear, which I suspect that we'll be handing out to certain winners at the end of the high school season. But um, uh, look for that. It's gonna, we're opening up a new store for both uh, TX Water Polo and Total Water Polo. More coming about that, by the way. Um, but yeah, that's what that's uh, some stuff coming up, and also there'll be much more content. Uh, I, I'm I'm afraid to say much more. There will be more content on the website than there has been recently, in which we've just posted podcasts. So look out for that. Yeah, and then also, if you're interested in some education pieces, go to the TX Waterpool website and uh, and kind of click on growth, and there's a bunch of stuff in there that uh, that that 
can help educate you, especially if you're a parent out there. Yes. Um, so um, there's also stuff, you know, for coaches and referees. So, I mean, and we and we try to update that on a weekly basis. So. Right. Also, just a final um, a request in some ways. If you're in high school, if you're in college, you're looking to become a writer and you're interested in the sport. If you want to start writing game stories, just send them to me. I, the likelihood of me publishing them is quite high. Um, so send them as well to pod at txwaterpolo.com or just contact me and say, you know, I'm going to be at this tournament. I'd like to write, a, write up a game story. Or if you have a feature, if there's somebody that you want to, that you want to, that stands out and that's worthy of a story, then pitch it to me. I mean, the, the, the site is open to you guys. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. If, if you want to do the podcast instead of us, you could probably yeah. do a much better job than oh, us. Find somebody okay. else, please. Yeah. But um, that'd be great. But no, yeah. but good. there's Pat lots, there's lots of stuff going on. There's lots of stuff going on. So, a lot of stuff. All right, I think we covered everything, don't you think? Yep. Yeah, I do too. All right, thank you, Joe. We'll talk again in a week. I really appreciate it. All right, take care, Jim. You too, um, and thanks to everyone else for listening and for telling a friend about the TX Waterpolo podcast. Until next week, so long from Austin. Busy hanging out my thoughts to drag the